it doesn't have to be just cocktail parties. Like if you're on a first date, I think and you're first date on the thing. did you? Oh, you probably did. All right, welcome to another episode of the Cocktail Party Podcast. This is the podcast that will introduce you to a wide variety of topics, allowing you to have an intelligent conversation at your next social function, maybe a cocktail party. I'm Cameron. And I'm Sean. Cameron, let me ask you a question. How many triathlons have you done in your uh, life? That's a big round goose egg, Sean. Zero triathlons. All right, well, How that, about you? Any triathlons in yeah, your resume? Yeah, so that brings the uh, grand total of the triathlons between the two hosts to a big zero. Ah, interesting. The Cocktail Party Podcast is not the uh, most fit podcast in the entire podcast sphere. No, we, we've been trying to get that award, but nobody's given it to us yet. But thankfully today, we do have Madeline Ockrick, who has in fact not only competed in a triathlon, but achieved a bronze medal. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's insane. I just can't wait to talk to her about this, because I honestly have no idea what it takes to run a triathlon. I get Is run even the right verb? Well, how do you merge run, swim, and bike? Run, swim, bike. A Swike? Yeah, yeah I don't know. Webster, get back to us. But uh, anyway, so uh, our conversation with Madeline, I think, really opened up our eyes to uh, not only just how much it takes to compete in a triathlon, but how you train for it, the the time commitment that goes into it. And it, I feel like after we talked to her, it really made me feel like if I put the time aside, I could compete in a triathlon. And that's saying something because I can barely run to the end of my mailbox without feeling winded. Yeah. After today, you know, Madeline really inspired me. I think I could possibly do this someday if I put my mind to it. Not that I will, but... But I think there's enough people that... Uh, Competing in a triathlon is really, or uh, has piqued their interest at some point, but they don't even know how to take the first step. Uh, I know I'm one of those people. So uh, hopefully for you listeners, uh, you take a little something out of this. Whether you talk to somebody who is competing in a triathlon or you're interested in maybe tackling this feat yourself. Hopefully you learned something about a triathlon. And if anything else, you just enjoy our conversation with Matt. Yeah, it's going to be great. Let's get on with the podcast. triathlons right yeah yes cool. unless you want to talk about something else no i mean i don't know if i have anything else to talk about other than <laughs> <laughs> i mean not really <laughs> i feel like triathlons like this is something that like i'm surprised how many people like when it comes up that they're like i always wanted to do one i just like they don't know anything about it so yeah. this is perfect yeah well, I'm interested in hearing about it. mainly i've i'm selfishly very curious about like how you got involved in all of it um yeah so maybe so, yeah to be honest I don't know how I got involved in triathlon um so I've only done one triathlon I'd run a few half marathons before and the longest race I did other than my half marathon was a 15 mile run and that was kind of like a family race it's not really a race the, you know everyone's traditional family 15 mile race <laughs> everyone <knows>. every Thanksgiving <laughs> it's called the off-road AUF for our last name and then road yeah it's a traditional <laughs> so anyway and I thought, you know, I want to do something else. I've conquered the half marathon. I've done a few. What can I do now? And I thought about a marathon and I thought, oh, I don't know if I like running that much. You know, it's so long to run. And I ride my bike occasionally, but I would not ever call myself a cyclist. And I just thought, I talked to my friend and she threw around the idea of a triathlon. I said, okay, cool. I don't really know. I mean, I know how to swim, but I don't know how to swim for fitness. That's a completely different yeah. ball game. And we just picked a date. And once you pick a date, you're like, 
I guess I'm doing it. I guess that's what made me interested. It was just, it was another obstacle to jump over. Just like a goal to set to keep you training and Yeah, keep myself fit and happy and healthy and... How much leeway did you have or like heads up time? Like from when your friend was like, hey, let's do this to when the date was. Yeah, I... About four months. I trained for about four months. Okay. Um, I knew that I... Running was not going to be an issue for me, but... And cycling, I think, would be okay, but swimming, I knew it would need a lot of time. I had to give myself quite a bit of time for swimming. Is that the event that you feel like within a triathlon that most people struggle with? For me personally, yes. I did struggle with a swim, and I think that's very common based on the people that I've talked to. However, my dad was a college swimmer, and he said the swimming is the easiest part. Like, if you take a swimmer, a cyclist, and a runner... The swimming is the shortest, easiest distance compared to the other specialties in the triathlon, which was shocking to me because I thought the swim was really hard. Yeah. But I guess for a swimmer, it's pretty easy. <laughs> that bring, I mean, I'm just curious because I, I know the three. For those of you at home who don't know three events in a triathlon. Let's each say one. Uh, we've got, what's the first one? Swimming. And then the other one is. Put me on the spot. Uh, biking. <laughs> <laughs> And then running, I think, is the last yes. one. So. Correct. All right. All right. Ding, ding, ding. We all get a beer. So, <laughs> and there's different distances for each one depending on yes. the triathlon, Yeah, right? this is yeah. different than like the Ironman. Correct. Okay. So, I did what's called an Olympic triathlon. And that is a standard distance, you know, across the country, probably across the world. So, what that is, is it's a 0.9 miles swim. It's a 25-mile bike. And then it's a 10K, which is 6.2 mile run. And you start with the swimming? You do. Yep. So you do swim, bike, swim, bike, run. But there are sprint triathlons, but those distances really differ between races. That's not really like a typical standard race that's called a sprint triathlon and the distances are always standard. Those really differ. And then there's a half Ironman and Ironman. And those are consistent across the country and the world. So I'm assuming... Distances. So I'm assuming... Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. I'm assuming that half Ironman is half the distance of an Ironman. So mm-hmm. what would the distances for an Ironman? So an Ironman, I think, is a 2.4 mile swim. I've got, One, it, I've got it pulled up here. So oh, great. So you don't have to work Okay, wait, but I want to try. Okay. So 112 <laughs> mile bike. And a marathon. That's Holy it. Holy shit. Woo, 20, it? Okay. 26.2 miles. I didn't do that actually. I mean, but yeah, I got the distances right. <laughs> do you have any uh, plans to ever uh, try to do something like that to work up to like a half? or? Is... I would love to do a half Ironman. An Ironman, I don't know if I could ever do that. That's extremely daunting. I mean, just running a marathon, period, or doing any of those distances just by themselves, I think is so daunting um, and to do Three of them back to back is pretty insane. Impossible. But a half Ironman, I feel like, is a more realistic, aggressive goal for me personally. Because I feel like Cam is training for a marathon next yeah. weekend. And yeah. Like, I just can't imagine the amount of work that people put in for an actual marathon. And to say you're going to do that at the end after you bike over 100 miles and swim, what was it, over two miles? Yeah, 2.4 miles. Yeah, I'll be dead after the marathon part. So, yeah. like, having, if I had done anything before that, I'll have been resting for the like five days prior to that. So. I was going to say, I have to stop and take a breath when I go for a run on the field club trail halfway. So the thought <laughs> of doing that, man. But to me, like a marathon, and I've never done a marathon, but I think a marathon is more difficult than the triathlon that I completed. A triathlon is not as hard on your body because you're switching events 
And swimming and biking is really easy on your body. Yes, it's cardio and you're working hard, but in terms of your joints, your muscles, everything is so much easier on your body than I feel like a marathon would be. I feel like my half marathon even might have been harder than a triathlon. Maybe, maybe. I don't know. But if you can do a half marathon, it's very possible that you could turn around and do a triathlon with a minimal amount of training. I wouldn't say minimal amount. Okay. Because I think people, too, I think the (laughs) hardest thing with triathlons is people think they can swim, and they really cannot. Swimming for fitness and swimming for fun and swimming in open water, those are completely different things. Yeah. What are some of the differences when – did you train in open water or when you showed up and you were in open water? Was that, like, a rude awakening? Yeah. So most of the time I trained in a pool, which is really easy. The water is clear. You have a line on the bottom that you are following. You get to touch the wall and turn around every time. But I did do a couple open water swims before just so that I could get the hang of it. But there's no pressure. I could stop whenever I wanted. I could put my feet down on the sand. It was fine. I've heard in triathlons that people, it's very common for individuals to have anxiety attacks in the swim part because you're getting kicked in the face or you can't see in the water or you know what? You can't take a break. Even if you're not moving, you're still treading water. You're still working hard. And so anxiety attacks are very common. And I almost felt like I was going to have one in my triathlon. I was not that far in. And I thought, oh my gosh, what did I get myself into? I have such a long way to swim. And when you see it open and open water like that, instead of going back and forth, it's very daunting. And I just thought, you know what? I heard everyone talk about these anxiety attacks. If I move or I don't move, it's the same amount. So I just need to keep moving and I will get there eventually. And so I did. I just kept moving. You know, the surprising thing about... The swim part of the triathlon for me is that I felt like I got motion sickness when I got out of the water because you look down, it's completely black, you can't see anything, Yeah. and then you're not swimming in a straight line because you're not following the line at the bottom of the pool. You look up, you find your buoy, you rearrange your body, and then you keep going, and you do that every few strokes, and so... I'm very, very, very prone to motion sickness. And when I got out of the water, I thought, you know, is it adrenaline or is it like the fitness, the physical part that makes me maybe want to vomit? But I ended up being fine and it wasn't a big deal. But So I'd love to learn more about the training. So you had never done a triathlon. Your friend says, let's do it. What's the training like? Because I I mean, obviously you're very in shape, like having run the 15 miles that every family does. I think, so, you know, uh, We're all in shape. Right. right. Uh, but so like, how, how did you go about starting training for a triathlon, especially with the swimming that, because I'll be honest, like the most experience I've had swimming in the last couple of years is waiting in the shallow end with a beer in my hands. Yeah, so, exactly. And that's the swimming, ex- like the extent of swimming that I had. And I went to the pool and I just thought, let's, try this. Let's try swimming for fitness. I could not go 50 meters, which is one way and one way back in a pool. I couldn't do it. Is it because your stroke or you didn't have the endurance or? I think both. I think, and this sounds really stupid, but you can't breathe when you're underwater, right? You heard her here first, people. (laughs) You cannot breathe when you're underwater. (laughs) You know, when I'm biking and when I'm running, even if I'm out of breath, I'm still breathing. When you're swimming, you're not breathing. And so it has a lot to do with your stroke and your breath. And that was something that was completely foreign to me. And I couldn't even go 50 meters. And I just didn't know how to get my stroke down. I was really struggling. I was very discouraged. And when I got out of the pool, I was like, there's no way I can do a triathlon. No way. I cannot swim. Forget it. And then I learned that my coworker and friend, Jim Sullivan, had been a swim instructor 
And he had actually done the swim portion of a relay triathlon before. And he said, I have a plan for you. I can write you up a plan. I will send it to you. And he did. He wrote me up a plan. And I do not think I would have accomplished the swim without that. Yeah. And so, but he was never, if I have this correct, he was never like a swimmer in high school or anything. He was just a swim coach. And I truly believe I could not have done the swim without me, without his help. And so he helped me um, in terms of distance, in terms of pacing. He even came to the pool with me a couple of times, gave me some pointers. Um, and so the swim, I think, was truly possible because of his help. So what was that plan like? I mean, for because I would imagine, I mean, it sounds like the majority of people who start it, that's one of the areas that they're weak in. Sure. What was that like? Like, what was your process for easing into that to get to the point that you could swim almost a mile? And now, then... Was that like a month-long schedule, two months? I think, if I remember correctly, it was like 12 weeks long. It started off at, I wouldn't say intervals, but shorter distances with breaks in between. So I would swim 50 meters and I would take 30-second break and then do it maybe 10 times or something like that to where yeah. I built up to where... Swim for 30 minutes without a break. But then it also built up to swim, you know, 200 meters at your fastest pace and then have a minute in between and do that maybe four times or something like that. So it was a mix of, you know, timing, endurance, speed, kind of all of the above. Is it Was it difficult to train with like a job, full-time job? Or is it just like training... People train for half marathons all the time with full-time jobs, so it's possible. Yeah, I felt it a lot easier to train for a half marathon um, with a full-time job than I did a triathlon because a lot of times in the triathlon, well, one, swimming, I go to this gym and I don't want to go when all the other swimmers are swimming because yeah. I don't have my own lane. And so I would have to go at about 5 a.m. in the morning. It was very early. Dedication. Um, yeah. And so, and then I would maybe do a second workout after work. And then when I got closer to the triathlon date, I was doing what are called brick workouts. So I would do a bike workout and then a run. And that takes quite some bit of time if I'm, you know, running four miles after a 15 mile bike ride that's going to take you a couple hours yeah um and so i think i feel like the time commitment is more than a half marathon because you can run a half marathon you know in a couple hours yeah. so your biggest training run needs to be 10 miles which doesn't take you that long but in order to get the transition down because transitioning from biking to running is kind of difficult because so your legs are jumping. your legs are dead from biking and then you have to now run a lot do you, but you use different muscles or something you do yeah, you use different muscles, but your legs are just like, what? What are you doing? They're like jelly. You, yeah, they're just like jelly. They're And so it takes you a while. And I've read a lot of articles that say, even if you feel like you're running slow, run slower because it, it will catch up with you. So you, it's notorious for every first triathlete, I feel like, to start their run too quickly and it catches up with them. So it's known that you need to start really, really slowly on your run because... Even though you're using different muscles, your legs are jelly. That's some solid advice. Run slowly on your run. I think it'd be, personally, I think it'd be really cool to do a triathlon. Like I've got a, obviously a, a lot of training to do just with general fitness. What, like equipment wise, what do people need to get started? Because yeah. I imagine you can't just show up to the triathlon with, with like a BMX bike. Yeah, and, or like uh, like with your board shorts, and then like I've got like my mountain bike that I took from home. Like I imagine that's probably not going to cut it in a triathlon. So it's really interesting. In my triathlon in, here in Nebraska, I saw some people with very expensive bikes. I mean, very expensive bikes. 
that had no idea what they were doing. And you see some people who know exactly what they're doing and they're on very inefficient bikes, but they're just determined to do it. I was really lucky. I had a family friend down in Texas, where I'm from, who was getting rid of her bike, and I got her bike. It is a racing bike, so it's got very thin tires, a road bike, exactly what you need for your first level triathlon. It's a Cannondale. Other than that, you don't need a lot. Running shoes, pretty typical, and I was able to buy goggles and a Speedo, like a Speedo one-piece swimsuit for training for the swim for maybe 20 bucks off Amazon. And so then on race day, I ended up buying a triathlon suit. So it's just a one piece kind of tank top suit, but it has the padded butt for the bike. And I was able to find one for maybe 60 bucks, which is a pretty good deal. Most bike uh, shorts are over that anyway. And that you can wear that swimming too then? Yeah, I wore it swimming, I wore it biking, and I wore it running. That's what I was wondering. Like, let's say you've, if you're, Swimming and you're in your one piece speedo, like I gotta imagine if you just throw on like a workout shirt and yeah. shorts, then like that's gotta be so uncomfortable because you're just drenching wet. That's gotta be a, a drag on your a lot of chafing. Yeah, chafing going on. Yeah, so I just did the speedo one piece for the training, but the triathlon suit. But I also saw people that would wear um, bike shorts and a sports bra, and then they would just throw a shirt on over because you have to wear your number. Um, but most people have their number on a like a belt that you can just I'm thinking, like, secure. Waterproof tattooed on though. You do. You so you have um for me, I think I had my age tattooed on my calf and then I had my number on both my arms. Which is actually very hard to get off after the race. <laughs> I really wanted them off and I couldn't get them off. And then you just had your number for the bike and the run that you secure like on gotcha. a belt. Um or safety pins if you have like a shirt that you already did. But um it's it's cheaper than I thought. I would highly recommend cleats if you don't have cleats for your bike though. I think that makes a huge difference. Mm-hmm. Would you say it's a make or break? I wouldn't say it's a make or break. You can also get the pedals that have like the kind of cage for your foot to sit in to where you're sure. still pulling and pushing. But I think having a bike to where you can pull and push is so much more advantageous than just having one where you push. I think that would be a lot more difficult. So you said earlier about four months was the amount of time that you spent training. Mm-hmm. Would you say that's a pretty good window for most people to go into an Olympic triathlon? Or Yeah, I think four months. Um, if, you, if you're looking to do triathlon, <laughs> I think four months is a realistic... And how often are you training? Every day? Five days a week? Yeah. So at the beginning, I wasn't training as much, to be yeah. honest. But then towards the end, I was for sure cha- training six days a week. Are you planning on doing another one? Or are you on that training schedule right now? I am not right now. Um, I was sick last week, so I'm starting to get back into it. And I had a broken foot. But I would love to do a half Ironman, I think. That okay. would be my next one. So getting back into the swing of things now that it's going to be summer soon, so it'll be easier to yeah. train outside. Yeah, it's hard in the winter when you're running inside. It's just no fun for anyone, and you're not biking. Yeah. I mean, I already hate running to begin with, but running on a treadmill mm-hmm. is just the worst. And I have to say, a very difficult part of the triathlon is you cannot listen to music. Or podcasts. Or, or podcasts. podcasts. You also cannot listen to podcasts. You cannot have headphones in oh at gosh. any point of the triathlon. So you train like that too? I did train like that and I am very much a music fan and so I yeah. love listening to music when I'm training. That was really hard for me to not listen to anything during training or during the actual race. I was just telling Cam I left my phone on my desk today at work and so I was trying to pair my headphones with my phone when I was in the locker room and it like kept searching and then it obviously because my phone wasn't there it didn't connect it was like well I'm already here 
I got to work out. And that was the worst workout of my entire life because it's like, I'm just listening to my breathing. And yeah. Like, oh my God, is everybody else in the gym hear this all the time? <laughs> <laughs> it's probably a good thing that you can't listen because it does help you focus on your breathing. Yeah. Um, but part of you like, I don't want to hear my breathing. That's so bad. Like, <laughs> so that's a lot of, how long did it take you to do your triathlon? It took me three hours and nine minutes. Congratulations. Thank you. And yep. uh, if I remember correctly, you won a medal? I did. Um, I did. I finished bronze. Hey. For you, my age group. Do you know how many people were in my age group? Who cares? Doesn't matter. <laughs> there were three. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. <laughs> so, uh, Lindsey Vaughn, you're on notice. <laughs> Uh, when do you uh, go to the Olympics then? Is that yeah, 2020 yeah, when yeah. the Summer Olympics come back? <laughs> Probably want to go 2024 because that's Los Angeles. Save oh, money on the yeah. air flight, right? Yeah, yeah. There you go. So. Mm-hmm. You could just run there probably. Yeah. At that point, yeah. yeah. That's your warm-up. <laughs> <laughs> but so how do you, when you're going that long without music, I mean, because I'm the same way, like with working out, I definitely, music, it's not a make or break, but it definitely helps. Mm-hmm. What did you do to, I don't want to say occupy your mind, but. All of them are just keep you motivated and keep you going. Do you sing to yourself or just uh, fill you know, in the air? <laughs> Recite cocktail party podcast in your head? <laughs> That's a really good question. You know, I don't really know. When I was training, I feel like my mind was so consumed in just whatever's going on in my life that I was thinking about. But I was doing the race. I didn't have anything else to think about. And I'm going to be honest, I got bored during the bike, especially because no fans were allowed on the bike route. For the majority of the bike route anyway. And so you're literally just by yourself with other bikers. Or with other cyclists, I should say. And then when you're running, at least there's people cheering you and stuff. And you just think, keep going, keep going, you can do it. (laughs) But I don't, you know, I don't really know what I thought about during the triathlon. Well, I also thought about, okay, I need to eat my granola bar or my little energy pack. Or I should drink water because I know that it's. it was very hot the day that I did my triathlon. I mean... Super hot just to be standing outside, and here I am doing a triathlon. I was like, great. This probably sounds dumb. I didn't even know you brought food with the yeah. triathlon. I mean, I assume if you're going that long, you need something. But, like, what, what do most people bring? Yeah, so I don't know what most people bring. So I brought, <laughs> I, brought I think I had, like, two granola bars and these little um, gummy energy packs. I heard you should eat pretty early on in the bike so that you have time to, to kind of digest before your run. Um, so I got out of the swim, got on my bike, and I ate a granola bar, and then I was going for my juice pack, or my, um, it was like a Gatorade energy gel yeah. thing that you suck up, um, and I did that, and then I went for my, like, little gummies, and I realized those are not in my little back pocket oh, anymore. No. Those are gone, <laughs> so I didn't have them oh, anymore. No. I must have dropped them along the way somewhere, but yeah, I think most people have just a little something, maybe... Like those gel packs that you slurp up or gummy, energy gummies, and maybe a granola bar. Got it. Um, I think I might have been the only person with a granola bar, but (laughs) I really like food, so there you go. I mean, that's a testament to your athleticism as a triathlete if you could lose your gummies and still get the bronze medal. I mean, not many people can say that. A true American hero. Today's cocktail party podcast was inspired by Stone IPA, brewed in Escondido. Am I saying that right? Oh, uh, that sounds about right. Yeah, Escondido, California. I 
think it's outside of San Diego. Yeah, right outside of San Diego. Yeah, they were. They claim to be one of the uh, pioneers of the uh, craft beer movement, especially in the craft IPA. They say they are distinguished by bright hop fruitiness, piney vibrancy, and pronounced tantalizing bitterness. All I know is it's a pretty good beer to drink while you're podcasting. Hey, cheers. Cheers to that. What do you like to listen to when uh, you are able to listen to your music? I have to say one of my favorite artists for like pump up, kind of fun workout music is Carly Rae Jepsen. Okay. I Call love me, me some Carly Rae Jepsen. She's got an upbeat pop personality yep. sort of thing. I, upbeat can, I can see pop. that. I can I like see that. Her. I like Paramore. I like some old Justin Timberlake. Old JT. Like are we talking like Super Senorita or? Oh yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. Senorita. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, That's good. That's good audio right there. <laughs> yeah, <thanks. laughs> we got our theme music. <laughs> you don't listen to podcasts when you run ever? I do not. So I'm really, really old school. So I don't run with my phone. I have the iPod shuffle that clips onto oh, your shorts, which I is like, I might have gotten that, what, 10 years ago? Um, and so I, and I also, I can't change my music on that anymore because I don't have the hookup to change music and I don't make them anymore. And so I cannot, I can't change my music. And so that's where a lot of the old Justin Timberlake comes from was like 10 years ago when I was listening to it. Cause you can only save like 300 songs on it or something. And so for people that are thinking I might want to do triathlon but i don't even know where to begin are there resources that you use that you would recommend to future triathletes yeah there are um i wouldn't say that i use them personally but there are definitely you can look on pinterest most cities will have triathlon coaches to coach you it's just almost like a private lesson like let's go over your swim stroke and let's talk about how to bike because a lot of people haven't even used cleats on a bike before or things like that. So there's definitely resources. There's also groups that go together. Yeah. Or if they ever want to do a triathlon, they can contact me. I can send them Jim Sullivan's <laughs> Jim Sullivan's swim plan and talk to them about what I did for the cycling and the, the run parts and kind of go from there. But you can totally do it. It was a lot more doable than I ever thought it would be. And you'll feel so much better if you do it. I even walked part of the run, to be honest. And, you know, I was still just so Still came in third. Oh, my god! Still came in third. <laughs> yeah. So I, I really, I wanted to finish it in three hours and 30 minutes. And I finished it in three hours and nine minutes. So I was really excited about that. But awesome. I had no idea, like, even a time frame. I had never done all three, you know, yeah. at once swim bike run. So I had no idea what I was dealing with. It's a lot more doable than you think it is as long as you put the time in it. Um it's more of a mental game than it is a physical game, as long as you keep going. Sure. We'll go to Jim Sullivan. Jim, we're only Jim asking Sullivan. for like a 70% royalty on all the business that'll come your way. Yeah. Nothing major. Well, uh, our people will talk to your people. We'll get a, yeah. we'll get something going. Do you like talking about this sort of thing? It's, let's say a hypothetical cocktail party in the future. Do you appreciate talking about these sort of things? Are yeah. Things- Definitely. I mean, especially since it's one of my interests, I would love talking about it, but... Are there any, like, misconceptions about triathlons that people run into or that you've ever run into or no? I think just a misconception is, you know, if you've spent all life in a pool, you can swim. Oh. Like, I've spent all my life in a pool. We had a pool growing up in Texas, and yeah, but I don't know how to swim, swim. And I think that's a misconception. I had a friend who did the sprint triathlon, and it took him about 40 minutes to get through the swim because he didn't actually train for a swim, and he realized, shoot, I can't swim. Um, One question we've been asking all of our guests, because I feel like the people that listen to this are probably just, they like to 
learn infomaniacs. Sure. Yeah, but are there are there any books that you are reading or read recently that you would like to plug? Um, yeah, so right now I'm reading Into Thin Air. I feel like some people may have already read that book because it's maybe older. No, okay, What's by it about? John um, Crack. Uh, that sounds right. <laughs> um, it is a book about the summit of Everest and a group of people that summited Everest into thin air. I'm looking it up by. Oh, there's a movie apparently made out of it. I didn't know that was a thing. And a podcast apparently. Oh, really? Yeah, that was the first response on the Google was Into Thin Air Podcast. John Krakauer. Krakauer? Krakauer. I hope I'm saying that right. Into Thin Air by John Krakauer. I just started it. I'm only about, I don't know, 40 pages in. It seems very interesting. It's a very adventurous book about a group of people that, um, yeah, summited Everest. I cannot even imagine what summiting Everest is like. So it's very, seems like a really interesting book. I've heard good reviews. So that's what I'm reading right now. Cool. Do we already ask a podcast question? Oh, yeah. yeah. Are there any podcasts that you would recommend? I know you said you just kind of got into them. What is your dad recommend for podcasts? Yeah. So I just got into podcasts. I have been meaning to listen to Serial, but also there is a podcast. Oh my gosh. What is it called? There's a podcast and it's a story about the man who saved Gerald Ford's life in San Francisco. His name is Oliver. It is very interesting. It's, I think it's like 45 minutes or an hour long. Is that a radio lab? Oliver. Yes. Radio lab. Yes. It's a radio lab podcast by, and the name of the guy is Oliver. Someone. Stipple. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. You're exactly right. It's it's a great podcast. Um, it'll pull at your heartstrings. It's very realistic. I highly recommend it. Cool. Awesome. But for the people that do want to reach out to you, mm-hmm. what's the best way to get in touch? Is it yeah. Twitter, the gram? Yeah. So I'm not on Twitter. Sorry. I am on Instagram, maddeca3, maybe. So M-A-D-D-E-C-H-3. I got a question about triathlon. You can do it. I hope you do contact me because... It is a great accomplishment, and everyone should do it that's ever even toggled around with the idea. Yeah. Because it's it's great to say you've done one. It's it's a lot of fun, and it's fun training, especially if you have a buddy with you. So, uh, Madeline, we are so appreciative that you took the time to come hang out with us. And share your experience. We are truly blessed. Yeah, I was appreciative that you guys asked me. I've never been on a podcast. This Absolutely. is kind of fun. Everyone deserves to be on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> to anybody out there that wants to be on a podcast, uh, let us know. Anybody, uh, the listeners out there, if you have any ideas or topics that you would like us to cover so that you can sound smart in a social setting such as a cocktail party. Theoretically. Theoretically. You know, reach out to us. Uh, Cam, what's the best way for people to get in touch oh, with you? Well, you guys can find me at uh, on Twitter. At, it's at Cam Keefe, C-A-M-K-I-E-F-F. How about you, Sean? Uh, where can people reach you? Excellent question. Um, I am also recently back on Twitter, at Sean Gill, S-E-A-N-G-I-L-13. Uh, same handle for Instagram. That's two L's, right, in the Gill? That is correct. Right. Check out the website, cocktailpartypod.com. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but let us know there uh, any topics that you'd like to have us discuss, uh, any guests you have in mind. But Madeline, thank you again yeah. for joining us. Thanks for having Cheers. me, guys. This was a lot of fun. My dad even sent me a podcast the other day, and it was an hour and 30 minutes, and I was like, I would love to listen to this, but like, I have to find time to listen to it, you know? Right.